When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Garden Report after the Celtics beat the Lakers to become the all-time NBA wins wow. leaders. Uh, I am Jared Weiss. I am next to Jimmy Toscano. What's up? And this show is brought to you by ZipRecruiter and Blue Apron. We'll talk more about those in a bit. First, let's talk about a game that I feel was won in the first half. And it started when Marcus Smart checked into the game halfway through the first quarter, yes. where the Celtics were looking worse than the Lakers, incredibly so. And then Marcus came in for Jalen Brown. And he pickpocketed Nick Young, I think, on the first play that he was in there. Went coast to coast, and he pretty much took over the rest of that quarter. Really set the tone defensively for that team, and they really took control after that. Yeah, so here's what happened. Marcus Smart sitting on the bench, watching Nick Young dance up and down the court, swaggy P style, jiggling all over. D'Angelo Russell doing, doing the same, and he's saying, what the hell is going on out here? This is Boston right now. There's Lakers fans cheering. So, of course, you know, Jalen Brown... Missed a couple of assignments, whatever it may be. They hit a couple of shots. Brad Stevens made the switch, and immediately you saw the Marcus Smart effect. Um, he comes in, plays his textbook defense, what he's known for, and the game starts to turn a bit. The Celtics get those steals that you mentioned. Brad Stevens talked about it after the game. Smart leading in transition on his own steals. And then Isaiah Thomas mentioned the fact that you know he single-handedly changed the game for them. And going into halftime, they all knew that they had to continue to play that way and follow Smart's lead. Isaiah Thomas, a guy who's dropped 38 points, is talking about how he had to follow the lead of a guy who scored nine points tonight. So it goes to show his effect. Sometimes defense does win games against bottom feeder teams. But, you know, what was interesting was that the Celtics were getting killed in transition defense where the Lakers were just kind of swinging the ball around in transition, finding shooters on the weak side elbows, and Jalen kept getting lost trying to find Nick Young in transition. Mm -hmm. Young had those threes. He got his shimmy on. He got his swaggy swag on. He got his swag on. And, and you know what? When Swaggy P's getting his swag on, that's worth the price of admission right oh, there. I think a, a good Swaggy P is good for basketball. Uh, I thought that was fun, but you know all good things must come to an end, and they almost always do with Swaggy P and the Lakers. They get hot. They get into a little street ball. I, th I thought the Celtics were guilty of maybe playing into the Lakers sort of style in the beginning of that game. Brad Stevens called the timeout, probably settled them down a little bit, made the switch to Smart, and then it was Celtics basketball more so from there on out. Yeah, I mean, Smart was just killer defensively in yeah. the first half. And, and that was crucial because it was the guards that were really yeah. doing it for the Lakers. But then Jalen Brown came back in uh, later in the game, later in the first quarter. The second quarter was the big time for him where he had 10 points. He got to the line. He still can't finish layups at all. He can't even really complete drives. He tends to get the ball poked away from him. But he, when he gets a second chance, he's able, if he's able to get to the rim, he at least is drawing fouls. And you're right. He's. I think we used the phrase, that will come, when I was talking to my uh, the people sitting next to me uh, pretty much the entire second quarter with Jalen Brown because every time – he gets to the rim. It's a good play, but it's just not quite good enough to finish. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he's only in his first – he's halfway through his first year, so you're going to see that improve. But tonight was a good preview of what you expect to see from him a couple years down the road. And really, same thing for Brandon Ingram as well. Yeah, I mean, on Jalen, 32 minutes tonight. I mean, this is a guy who is playing legitimate minutes. He's a real part of this rotation 
for a Celtics team that's going to be fighting for a number one seed down the stretch. So the fact that they're already putting um, a lot of this, you know, trust in a Brown at this early in his career says a lot about his development, says a lot about the type of player he is and about, I think, the, the brain, you know, the IQ. And, yeah, you're right, he's not finishing all of his shots, but he is getting, you know, I think every game he's working on a little bit something in, that, in his arsenal. Um, and I think you're going to see it first. Maybe you didn't see it in the first quarter tonight, but you'll see it first on the defensive end, and then the offense will come. That, that happens with guys, the offense comes. And you know what, the second part will come in a minute, but first let's talk about ZipRecruiter. It is the best way to hire someone in the modern age. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan and post your job to over 200 job sites to find the perfect candidate for your company or for your job listing. We are using it here at CLNS and on the Garden Report, and really everybody around the country is using ZipRecruiter, so that's ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. We'll be right back for part two, where we'll talk about Brad Stevens, the Eastern Conference All-Star Coach. And some Paul Pierce. Hey, this is Jared Weiss from the Garden Report, and our opening segment is powered by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. The Blue Apron mission is to make awesome home cooking accessible to everyone. They achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. They even abide by a standard that was set with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch to make sure that their seafood is sourced sustainably. And now, cooking together builds strong family bonds, and it also makes for a fun night with friends. Now that I mention it, I've noticed that my friends just so happen to be in my area around dinner time these days, and that's okay because for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals that even a rookie chef like me just can't mess up. And folks, I don't know about you, but my New Year's resolution was to stop wasting money out at restaurants and spend more time cooking fresh food in my own kitchen, and that's what I love about Blue Apron. So check out this month's menu, which has cashew chicken stir-fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice, which is my go-to. Or you can try what my producer Jeremy told me is amazing, the crispy barramundi, if I even said that right, with quinoa and roasted carrot salad, or just Try the udon noodle soup with miso and soft-boiled eggs. You can get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash garden report. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That is blueapron.com slash garden report. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Welcome to part two of the Garden Report brought to you by Blue Apron for three free meals and for three free meals and free shipping. You want to cook at home and be a master chef at home, you need to use Blue Apron. It's how we eat dinner here on the Garden Report. Together. They have incredible meals. Uh, I mean, do, they really have everything you could want throughout the year. They send you pre-made meal or pre-planned meals, give you all the ingredients, neatly packaged, makes it really easy for you to cook at home. And you get three free meals and free shipping when you go to garden, uh, blueapron.com slash Garden Report. Don't go to gardenreport.com slash Blue Apron. I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't, don't want, want to. Don't do it. We don't want you to see what kind of aprons don't they have at GardenReport.com. So let's talk about a a man who has gone man. F- who has gone from being a good coach to a great coach. Okay, and that's Brad Stevens. That is Brad Stevens, the Eastern Conference All Star coach this year. Your Eastern Conference All Star, not mine. 
but yours. The camera. But yours. The camera. And uh, watching at home. he he kind of he even said in his press conference, pr- typical humble Brad fashion, oh that God. he felt bad that it, it wasn't Ty Lue that was, it was the coach. Peak Brad he even said he felt bad that he couldn't bring other coaches from the Eastern Conference with them. Now I'm sure you're probably aware by now if you watch our show, you really know your stuff. LOL. Um, no, but seriously, oh, you probably man. do. You probably know that Ty Lue, even though the Cleveland Cavaliers are in first place, can't coach this year because right. they don't allow coaches to repeat, which is actually a really good rule That's because cool. you know you don't want Greg Popovich coaching ever. Actually, no, <laughs> you do want Greg Popovich coaching every right. single All-Star game. So Steve Kerr will up. coach the West. You know, it's an exhibition game. And so Isaiah jokes after the game that he wants Brad to put him in as a starter. So we'll see if Brad can get away with that one. Probably not. Uh, but it, it's that's a, some election type stuff right there. No, but it's Jeez. a great reward for Brad Stevens, who gets a chance to kind oh. of be really humble on the national stage now. Oh my God, I, I almost laughed in the middle of the press conference because it was just such a Brad Stevens quote. I mean, he. I did laugh by the way. I, th- I thought he was going to say, "Oh, I, I, I didn't even know about it till right now." Honestly, like that's that was my prediction. He went, he went even further Brad Stevens where he said he actually felt kind of bad about it which just explains Brad Stevens and what he meant by that was I think you know he did want his guys his players because those are the guys at the end of the day they go out there they're hitting the shots they're grabbing the rebounds although they're not grabbing enough this season um or in that four rebound <laughs> offensive rebound play at the oh end of the game. Oh my! Thank God the Lakers can't hit a damn yeah. shot. Larry Nance for a Hall of Fame. <laughs> not gonna be in the dunk contest. Should be, but won't Too be. Bad. Should definitely won't be in the three point contest either. After that display. Um, back to Brad Stevens. We talked about this for a uh, short period in the last video. It's obviously a great thing to have him there. The publicity that you get from being the coach, um, he'll meet a lot of players that he, he might know of and the players know of him and maybe they've seen each other in passing. And Who they might want to acquire in the near future, like the week before. We're talking about free agency in the summer. We're talking about trade deadline coming up. And down the road, you never know. And, I, and you, you just one thing that he might say could stick with a couple of guys – and down the road, when they're when they're making a decision, they might look back, and that could be the the, the decision maker. Is that, okay? Well, you know, I remember, you know, I spent the day, a day or two with him, and I really liked how he his style, how he coached, what he said to me. Maybe he pulled him aside and showed him something. So I think it's great, um, and the assistant coaches too. It's good for them. Well, don't forget, Jimmy Butler will be starting for Brad Stevens at the All-Star game. And a week later, he could be starting for Brad Stevens in a Celtics jersey. So that that will be interesting to see. Never forget, Isaiah did recruit Al Horford last year at the All-Star game. Isaiah's like teacher's pet on All-Star game. He really is. He really is. I don't know if he's going to get, like, 10 minutes of playing time because Brad doesn't want to overuse him or if he's going to get like 35. He's going to come in, in the, at the beginning of the fourth quarter and just like <laughs> make it rain. It's going to be it's going to be time. It's going to be time. Um, Isaiah Thomas, my prediction, MVP of the All-Star game. I, I actually don't think that's a bad prediction. I, I could, that would be really interesting, but it could happen. I think it's going to be Giannis. I think Giannis is okay, going to dazzle everybody. That's a good one. Uh, but so Because well, you know why? They'll let him just like run down the court and just dunk. Mm-hmm. You know, like no one's going to get in his way. Actually, I prefer that Isaiah gets a day-to-day ankle injury, or no, a day-to-day pinky finger injury on his off-shooting hand so that Joel Embiid can get added to the All-Star roster. I think that would be a win-win for all sides on that no, one. No, we want Isaiah there. Isaiah does. I, I, Isaiah wants to play, but Stevens doesn't want Isaiah no. playing. He doesn't want Isaiah playing a game that doesn't <laughs> contribute to winning a championship. So, I, But, yeah, I, I, I don't think we're going to have that issue. Um, before we go. Do you want Embiid to be there, though? We should do a Joel Embiid video. Uh, Paul Pierce will be back in Who? Boston for the final time. We thought it was going to be the final time last time. This time, I didn't. we know for a fact it will be the final time unless he changes his mind unless one more time. Unless Celtics trade for him at the trade deadline. That could be true. But what? there's no question to be asked about this. Just talk about Paul Pierce coming back. I think I'm not going to speak for you, but I can say you can. 
I can say I think the reason me and you are even standing here right now and the reason we, you know, went to school and, and got so into sport, went to school to, to do I went to school just because of Paul Pierce. Went to school to do this. I think it talk started to the mic. for me was like, sorry, <laughs> I'm going to talk into the mic. Obviously, I did not pay attention in school when I was there. Uh, but just Mike class was your love. Dark. It started with a love of the Celtics and, it, and then became, you know, evolved into, okay, I want to, you know, write about the Celtics. I want to, you know, talk about them on TV or on the radio, whatever it is. It started for me with Paul Pierce. And I think everyone in my age group, I'm going to be 30 this year, which is extremely sad. Um, but even, you know, people below, uh, <laughs> people like anywhere from, I would say, 20 to 40, right? Now, that's, that's a huge age frame. But when you look around and you see a, a packed garden, it's because of Paul Pierce. Because when the Celtics weren't any good, Paul Pierce was the reason fans stuck around. And, and through those t early 2000s and mid-2000s, those were fun teams for the diehards. But for the casual NBA fan, you didn't care about the Celtics. You can't – but – Celtics fans cared about the Celtics because of Paul Pierce. So it's going to be an amazing um, sort of send-off on Sunday. Um, I can't wait for it, personally. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way. Well, no, I mean, I was watching the Celtics just to see Dino Raja for the most part. Right, That right, was right. me. That was me. <laughs> Purvis uh, Allison. Yeah, I mean, everything that you said obviously mirrors exactly how my life, but that is my life story, basically. Right. <laughs> was growing up, sitting in Section 15 right over there. Yep. Um, I'm more 13, of a bleacher. I'm more of a bleacher creature. Yeah. Oh, um, well, my dad when I he started. I got a taste of the good life here and there. Though. Yeah, my dad started up in '75 up there and like okay. the very back. He worked his way down over the years. I was lucky to be able to have season tickets for my childhood. Oh, yeah. Although obviously tickets got very expensive, we only had to get a few a year. But you know, it's growing up watching the evolution of Paul Pierce was incredible right. seeing being in high school being a senior in high school the year that they won the title and seeing the transformation was one of the great transformations of our generation of a right. player where Pierce went from a guy that a year before was almost maligned and, and people were almost disappointed that it seemed like he was kind of just a one-dimensional or not a one-dimensional score but he was mostly just a scorer right. and to see how he completely transformed his game when KG and Ray showed up became one of the best defenders at his position in the game became a really good passer really became he a great leader right and it was incredible to see that and it taught me so much about how people can grow and how and it, i think watching the way that pierce evolved in that season kind of changed the way that i evaluated players and helped me kind of mature make my analysis more mm -hmm. mature i think it made a lot of people's understanding of the game more mature in boston and i think he he adapted you know he, he could have easily said you know i'm still the guy you know but he knew that ray allen was the sharpshooter he knew that kg was sort of this hype machine guy and was going to get in there and rah, rah, rah and get the boards and, you know, bark at opponents. And Pierce was, you know, still the killer. You know, he was still the guy that they looked to, you know, late in the games. But he knew that he didn't have to be the only guy anymore and he adapted. And I think that comes in time. But before that, I think one of the reasons that guys like me and you loved Pierce and loved himself, we felt that he, at least I felt he was like one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Like oh, unheralded. we always sit around here. We, we, we felt like, you know, there was a chip on our collective shoulders because we didn't think he got the respect that he deserved because the Celtics were never on national TV. And, you know, they had one or, they had about one or two years that year. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals and Pierce played excellent. And then you just, you know, fall, then on a national scale kind of falls off the face of the earth. So it was kind of that always wanting him, want, the want, you almost wanted him to get the recognition he felt he deserved. And then when KG and Allen came, and then it was just, like, finally, like, vindicated, you know. It was just this gigantic sigh of relief, like, fine, this guy deserved a championship. You know, he worked his ass off. He sacrificed a lot. 
And, you know, it really couldn't have happened, in my opinion, to like a, a, more of a, a player that I looked up to more growing up. He was like Rapunzel letting his hair down, just, just total, waiting, waiting totally for a, night, a pair Google of knights to come rescue him. Paul Pierce right yeah. Now. Well, you know, it reminds me of a little guy in, the, in this <laughs> locker room nowadays that was underrated for a long time. I mean, it really took yeah. him. He had to slap everybody in the face to be able to show how great he was. And it's it really, I, I, I mean, I covered Pierce at the end of his run. You were here a few years before even I was. Yeah. But it's amazing watching these players kind of evolve from being good players that you could see the things that they can do to evolving to just incredible players. We saw it with Paul. We're seeing it with Isaiah now. We did see it with Rondo. Actually, I was there for most of Rondo's run. Um, actually, I was mostly there for the downfall of Rondo's right. run. But it's there's nothing more there's nothing more enjoyable in this profession than getting to be up close and watching the daily improvement and development of a great player right. see especially seeing the way that they take control of the locker room it's incredible to see how isaiah is really one of the golden leaders in the nba now and how he's evolved from being kind of like a quiet guy that would drop 20 points most nights or kind of fight there and now he's not only is he dominating on the court but his press conferences his presence in the locker room is so dominating right. in his own little kind of little understated way and i think isaiah is just starting to get it he's just starting to realize you know how important he and the celtics are to these fans in the building i think on sunday when he sees you know the ovation and the celebration of pierce i hope and i think that he'll he'll notice it and he'll say well you know that could be me you know like if i if you know if i continue to play my game i'm not saying he's going to go and score 40 points a game he doesn't have to pierce didn't do that either but pierce did you know, take on a leadership role, and he did win a championship, and he will forever be, you know, one of the greatest Boston Celtics ever play his game. And if Isaiah wants that, he can have that. And Pierce's number, probably next year, will be up there in those rafters, and that's going to be another moment where Isaiah Thomas, I think that's going to be another wild moment for Isaiah where you can say, you know, that could also be me. Whether, whether it will be four or number 11, if he, if he keeps 11, if he keeps four and changes or not, I think he's going to keep four, but if he wants it up there, he can have it. He just, I would say, probably don't go the Rajon Rondo route. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for spoiling my question for Isaiah's postgame presser on Sunday. Oh, that was that's what I'm going to ask him. So we'll, we'll get we'll get our answer for that. <laughs> and Isaiah did say that he doesn't want to change to number 11 because all, so many people already right. paid for number four jerseys. So we should start a GoFundMe for people that bought Isaiah <laughs> Thomas jerseys to get to get yeah. a, a one drawn on, and then just kind of like erase the <laughs> yeah, edge of the floor. Yeah, figure it out. I had a really good nickname for Isaiah if he does change to 11. I don't know if I want to say it, though. No, let's save it for yeah, when it happens. Save it, if it, if it, never save it happens, for the retirement ceremony. It never happens. No one's ever going to know. If it happens, you heard it here first. Whisper it in my ear. Or... It's a good thing the mic's right next to your face. I wonder if that picked up. Yeah, it probably did. Oh, no, it didn't. Did. All right, well, good. Did you hear it? I did hear it. Did That's you it? that. I liked it. That yeah. is the end of the Garden Report in a very fun that and efficient <laughs> ending, very much like Isaiah <laughs> Thomas. great video and audio. So uh, <laughs> we will see you Sunday before the Super Bowl. We are going to rush as fast as possible to get you a Garden Report video up on the interwebs on the CLNS Radio YouTube page as soon as we can after the Celtics-Clippers game is over so you can watch it, you can tell everybody else to watch it, we can get ad revenue, and then we can get paid and we can get more equipment to make the show better so please watch it don't miss it because it's going to be good and it's going to be preceding the patriots game you know get to enjoy it before the super bowl and what do you have to say and before i just want to say point? pierce is going to be want to be fast too because he's a huge patriots fan that is true so he'll be out of there and he's so got he's got to he get won't to keep us he has to get down to houston before kickoff so <laughs> we'll see uh just one more thing 
on the CLNS Radio YouTube page is a new documentary, a three-part yes. doc on Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, the greatest Pierce scorer in Celtics history. I was, I was excited to contribute to that production, but credit to Larry H. Russell, who directed it and did most of the interviews. Kyle George, who produced it, as well as Jeremy Karp right here. He and I interviewed Sean Grandy for that uh, video. It is absolutely worth watching. You can find it. It's posted on CLNS. Post it on Celtics blog. You can find it on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel. That will do it for us from the garden. From the garden. And it is almost Sunday, uh, Saturday morning at this point. I'm Jared Weiss or Jimmy Toscano. That's Jeremy Carp behind the camera. We will see you uh, Sunday before the Super Bowl on the Garden Report. <laughs> Uh, Brad, I wanted to get your reaction to officially becoming the Eastern Conference All-Star coach. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the one thing that's that's nice about that is, well, first of all, it should be Ty Lue, but the way the rules work, then it's the the next best record because he did it last year. But um, what's nice about it is there's no politics in it. There's no subjectivity. It's what your team has accomplished, and that's you know a credit to the players in the locker room. You know, it's. It's almost it's almost a little bit. Um, I almost feel bad that I'm the one that's going. Um, I'd rather have another one or two of those guys playing in it. And um, but you know it'll our staff will really enjoy it, and our and our staff's kids will really enjoy it. Um, and you know we'll go from there. Yeah, I was going to say is uh, is Brady on a minutes restriction for New Orleans? The, I've 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 ha I've been updated on the standings every morning for a couple weeks now. Coach, you you just touched on a little bit about your assistant coaches. Talk a little bit about just what they have meant to this program, from where you guys started to where you guys are now, where you're in position to coach an all-star team. Well, I think you know you, none of us are crazy enough to think you get there without you know really good players and the players certainly carry the coaches that's been the way it's always been and um but with regard to the staff i think our staff works really hard i've said before that i've tried to prioritize hiring humble hard-working and intelligent people and um they come every day they they work really hard they do a lot behind the scenes they put in a lot of time and effort and so it's nice that they're going to be a part of that as well Uh, Brad, I know you have bigger fish to fry, but what advice would you give someone who's about to take a job at Applebee's to pursue their goals? Um, well, I mean, I think that you know, there's 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 two things. Number one, you're trying to get a you're trying to get a start, and and you're trying to figure out what you like in life and what you want to do, and um, and then you're trying to have a little bit of money. And so, made a lot of sense at the time. I never started at Applebee's. I uh, probably wouldn't have lasted very long anyways. Coach, um, talk about Terry, the way he's been filling the void for Avery. Yeah, I mean, I think Terry, Jalen, um, you know, Gerald Green didn't play tonight, but he's been really good, I think, when he's played. But Terry and Jalen have been, you know, this, this stretch of games has been huge for them. Um, because it's given them more opportunity with, you know, one of our best players out. And um, 
you know, you, we never know exactly how we're going to end the game because um, from a lineup standpoint, because, you know, both of those guys have shown, you know, continued promise. Yeah, I mean, they're both playing with more confidence, and I think that that's part of, you know, we, they've, you know, Terry went through that stretch where he didn't play as much, where we were posting Marcus, and, you know, we're still doing that some, even when he's at the two, and we've done it a couple games where he hadn't played very much. But, you know, early in the year, both of those guys have played a lot of minutes for young guys, you know, and, and, um, and so, you know, this is good, but, you know, it's probably been pretty helpful to have some experience leading up to this. It's now six straight for you, Brad. That's a season high. Um, and it wasn't a gimme game, given the Lakers' record not being that great of a team. But what, what made this one – what made you guys have to fight the entire 48 in this one? What did the Lakers do that gave you some trouble? No, it's hard to win. It's hard to win in the NBA. I mean, the Lakers, it's been – you know, they, they get beat by seven or eight last night at Washington. They got beat by eight at Utah. Those two teams are really good teams. The Lakers have already beaten multiple teams with winning records, including Golden State. And that's a really talented, young, well-coached team. And so you have to play well no matter what. Win in this league, it's really hard to win. Coach, can you just touch on the impact that Marcus Smart had? Yeah, I thought he was the most – I thought he, he was probably the one individual you could single out in that first quarter that got us headed in the right direction because his defense changed our defense. Um, you know, we had given up 21 points at the 524 mark of the first quarter, and then Marcus came in and got a, you know, he led the break off three of his own steals. So, um, you know, that was huge. And we need to start better defensively than we did. That's something we'll have to address. But Marcus, uh, you know, that's what Marcus can bring us, right, is that energy and that very versatile defensive and offensive player off the bench. Isaiah, I mean, he did it again. Talk about, I mean, the consistency, high level. Yeah, and he, and he not only did it again, I mean, he had a, um, you know, he, he made a couple of really nice passes out of the blitz, too. They, they, they junked it up with him. They tried to blitz him off the pick and roll. They switched it a little bit. Um, they tried to blitz him late with, without a pick and roll. So they were really active, and he had to read a bunch. And, you know, we tried to uh, space the floor appropriately and play around him, and he made a couple nice reads to Al. He made a quick kick across the court to Marcus, and uh, those led to baskets because, you know, when you're getting blitzed like that, you have to get rid of it quickly. So he's done a good job of reading whatever defense people throw at him, but he's seen them all now. I mean, he's seen a – he's, you know, he's he just has to be able to read it and adjust on the fly. Jose, are you going to have uh, some company at the All-Star game? A few coaches will be out there with you now after tonight. Yeah, so they should put me in that starting lineup. <laughs> nah, that, that that, that's going to be good. Um, that says a lot. Uh, it says we're winning we're doing pretty good. And for them to, to get there, that says, that says a lot. I'm happy. I'm happy for them. Jose, when you arrived here in Boston, could you have imagined this? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I never thought of it. So for it to happen so quick, that says we're moving in the right direction and um, we're taking steps forward. So I'm, I'm excited. I mean, it's, it's great for them, those guys because they don't get the credit they deserve, so now they, they're going to get it. Are you still a little bummed you didn't hit 40 tonight? 
I mean, I, I didn't know about that three games in a row for 40, Four. so, yeah. or whatever it was. I didn't, I didn't know about it. Or I would have shot the last shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you passed it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know. But I didn't know until they said something when I got back here. And um, But I'm just glad I'm just glad we won. So that's all that matters. It looked like they were doing uh, all kinds of different things like defensively with you, you know, putting Ingram on you, trying to get yeah. you, two, pinning you two guys 30 feet from the basket. What goes, like, what do you have to do to try to dissect that play and not force things and, and find other people? And do, sometimes you almost even have to pull yourself out of the play. Yeah, sometimes I do. I gotta just stay away from it and not not try to force it. But for the most part, when I come off pick and rolls, if there's two guys on me, I gotta find the guy that's open. I mean, that's it's easier said than done. But I that's what I gotta do when two guys are on me. But other than that, if they if they don't if they mess up on their coverage or they got one guy on me, I'm attacking the paint and trying to make a play for myself or for my teammates. What has uh, what has this year done for you? I'm just growing. I mean, I watched a lot of films growing as a player. I watched a lot of film this summer on just my pick and roll game, especially in the playoffs. Just trying to figure out when teams do double or triple team me, I can't just let up. I can't just go, oh, they double me. Um, let's stop being aggressive. I got to continue to be aggressive and continue to make plays and figure out how to dissect the defense when they do um, different coverages like they're doing the, this season. So, I mean, the game's slowing down for me. My guys are helping me out. And coach, like I always say, puts me in position to figure it out. Tonight you came right out and scored right away. I mean, it was just, well, I took what the defense did, gave me. I wasn't trying to be like, oh, I got a fourth quarter, I got to score now. But I think I got an open three, and then I, I was able to attack the basket. And from there, it was like my guys found me, and I just made plays. At the same time now, is it is it kind of mental now? You, you know it's the fourth quarter, and you know that this is kind of, you've been hot in this quarter. How far can that take you? I'm just doing what the guys need me to do. When I when the fourth quarter comes, this whole team looks for me to be aggressive and make plays. Like they're they're the ones reminding me what time it is and, and this is the fourth quarter and we need you to be you. So my job throughout the whole game is to make plays and, and make the right play, but especially the fourth quarter they're looking for me to do the right thing. Does it feel like a Lakers Celtics game? Do you feel a bit special? Yeah, I mean it felt a little different. Um, the energy, I mean, the Celtics fans, the Lakers fans was in here. Every time they scored, it was it was cheers. So it, it was, it felt a little different. I'm just glad we got the win. Do you feel you've taken over the Kobe role? Nah, I, you can't put my name with Kobe. Well, maybe 15 years from now, hopefully. But I'm not close to him. Strange seeing the Lakers team It is. I mean, that's my first time in my career. It, I haven't played Kobe when, when I played the Lakers, so it is weird. But they got they got a talented team, man. They're gonna they're gonna be good. That's not a season high six straight. What's worked during the stretch? Um, collectively, we're playing as a group on the defensive end. Um, we're playing a lot better than we were when we were on that three-game losing streak. Offensively, we're we're trusting each other, and things are just clicking for us. Um, and we just got to keep it going. We got to you know, keep this momentum going in the All-Star. And then this is when probably the teams, the really good teams, start to separate themselves. Isaiah, how was, how was Mark just able to uh, sort of stop the Lakers in the first quarter there? They got, uh, they got three he, he was the key to everything. I mean, for us turning that game around, he was the key. I 
I mean, he had the most energy out of all of us. He got defensive stops. He made the right play on offense, and we just fed off him. Um, when we came in there at halftime, we we knew that he was the guy that changed the game, and everybody else had to follow him. We did that. Paul Pierce called you a championship caliber player. What does that mean to you? I didn't know that. Um, that means everything. I mean, from first ballot Hall of Famer, a Celtics legend to say that about me, that, that means a lot. I mean, like I always say, I don't care what anybody says about my peers and the people who did it before me. And um, for a guy like that to say that, that's crazy. I'm, I'm going to try to find his judge so I get a sign. <laughs> Is the bounce real? The bounce? No, it's not real. <laughs> My name. <laughs>